You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, shining, sharpshooting Sherlocks. Welcome to Good Job Brain, <laughs> your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 220. <gasps> and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your Almost alluring alliance of alliterating alpacas. <laughs> we're alpacas. We're, we're, we're almost, almost alluring. We're almost. Oh, okay. oh, okay. oh. Okay. we're almost. Alpacas. Well, almost alluring alpacas. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. I suppose I could have been an alpaca. Genetics. If your mother had it's fallen magic. in love with an alpaca instead right. of your father, <laughs> things would have been different. <laughs> the wheel of fate. Yes. Yeah. I'm one thirty second alpaca. Oh. Based, based on my family that lore. That counts. I challenge you to prove otherwise that counts (laughs) if you have the right paperwork that's right so i would like to uh thank one of our listeners uh who let us know that i actually um actually got something wrong because i misspoke uh when i was talking about the original development of heroin i said they were looking for a replacement for methadone that of course is incorrect they were looking for a replacement for morphine 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 methadone is the drug used to get people off of heroin uh and is in fact (laughs) less addictive Right. Fun fact, it also begins with the letter M. M yes, that <laughs> has to do with heroin, yes. So, um, actually, I was wrong. Drug knowledge is not really your forte, I guess. I, I mean, unless the, unless the drug is delicious Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, while relatedly, on Facebook, uh, Mike Robertson asked us, uh, what's your favorite bit of trivia? Like, what's your forte? I'd say that I contribute to current events and various sort of bizarre political things when nobody else uh, has that answer to hand mm. I uh, favorite subject I mean I like movies people who listen to the show know I love movies and Academy Awards I like sports uh, my, I, my biggest I like etymology I love like anything with word origins oh, sure, so yeah. I love trying to figure out trivia questions based on the word roots yeah very nerdy I myself it's different because there are things that I like but I'm not good at and there are things that I just happen to be good at and for me it's definitely geography world flags recognizing all mm. the patterns and stuff like that you um, say that but your actual strength is in recognizing photographs of celebrities I would say me and Dana are pretty yeah. equal on that. Right? I read a lot of celebrity gossip yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will frequently identify somebody, and even after you tell me the person's name, I still don't even know who she is. Yeah. So, all right, I trust you. Yeah, so celebrity gossip is a good one. It makes it makes me feel like I'm spending this time for something. It's an investment in the future. <laughs> You're being productive. Right. I think pop music is a, is a strength. You're really good at literature, too. And actually. history, I feel like. I feel like yeah. Yeah, you get a lot of the presidential it's, questions. It's always because it's like there's a, some like gossipy, scandaly aspect to it. It's like, oh, yeah, they did this terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, speaking of pub trivia, I do want to take this moment to complain about... Uh, <laughs> to air some laundry. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, airing grievances. Recently, one of the questions we got from pub trivia, what does Siri stand for? Uh, yeah, right. Siri is an abbreviation for what? And we actually pulled it out of our butt and got it right. We yeah. reasoned out what he was looking for, at least. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we put was... Speech, speech interpretation speech interpretation recognition mm-hmm. interface wow yeah. i didn't even know that well, well you didn't us, know that yeah. because it is not 
an abbreviation. You know, it has been explicitly stated that it is not speech interpretation and recognition interface. Siri I, is just a name. I had a feeling that was wrong because I, I found it hard to believe that out of the three of us, and yeah. we, we so have I'm so sorry. many Apple products no, and pay so, so much attention that none of us would know that seemed unlikely. So I was not there. What actually happened? You wrote down speech. Yeah, uh, we got it right, and we got it right. You got, oh, and you got it correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but all of us were kind of looking at each other like I've never wow. heard that before. Yeah. Huh. Oh well. Yeah, and the, I looked it up and it was it, it a lot of people were like, that's what people believe to be, but it is not. Siri, in reality, the guy who made Siri wanted to name his daughter Siri, which is a, a, a name that means a beauty or something very nice in Norwegian. <laughs> and but instead uh his baby turned out to be a son, so he couldn't name it Siri, so he named this project Siri. Right, and right. it could be one of those things where they call a back Acronym right. where mm-hmm. they assign yes. you know yeah. a, a meaning to a thing that might be an acronym, but it is not. So if you're at Pub Trivia and someone <laughs> asks you that question, the answer they're looking for is speech interpretation and recognition right. interface, but that is not true. But you know, you bring yeah. up a good point though. We find ourselves at Pub Quiz a lot where it's not always do you know the right answer, it's what is the answer that the quiz master is looking for. Yep. Even if he or she mm-hmm. is wrong, you're like, All right, swallow your pride. I know this is wrong, but this is what they want us to put. Mm. Right. Yeah, and yes. relatedly, I also found out the distress signal SOS, because I was looking at yeah. abbreviations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does SOS stand for? It does nothing. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a good example, though, where a common back formation is save our ship save or our save ship. our souls. Yes, yep. exactly. One, right? No, it just means... It was just chosen because it's symmetrical to produce, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all yeah. It's, it's easy for people to remember who don't know Morse code also. Right. I did not know right. that. Right. right. Those are, the, those are the, I, I believe, the two letters that are only dots it's or dashes. only dots yeah. or dashes. It's... it's it's, it's dash, 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 dot, 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 dash, 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 right? Or the inverse. In, inverse. Dot, 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 <laughs> dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So it was chosen for the formation rather than mm. for, for the actual uh, backronym, exactly. I guess. And also, I have a weird headline that I came across recently. And uh, I'm just, I'm just going to read out this, this sentence. Okay. So researchers from University of Virginia have discovered that a bite from a certain variety of tick called the Lone Star Tick, could make you allergic to red meat. (gasps) I hope that doesn't happen to me. I hope that doesn't happen to me either. How is that evolutionarily advantageous? So this tick, and it it looks kind of cute. By by tick standards. It's very distinctive. It has like a cute little white dot on its back, and their saliva carries an antibody that causes the immune system to go crazy and overreact in the presence of sugars found in red meat. Wow. Leading to an allergic reaction. Obviously, you know, different people have different immunity towards different things. So the allergic reaction graphically shows up as an itchy, burning, hivey sensation all over your body. Oh. No thanks. Why did you tell people about this? Now PETA is going to be putting like buckets of these in McDonald's parking lot. No! <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> so keep an eye out for the Lone Star Tick. So uh, this is episode 20, and for every five episodes, we, we would want to do an all-quiz bonanza. So this is all-quiz bonanza number four. Woo! We each prepare our own quiz segments to try to stump each other. And before we start off our own quiz segments, it is time for our general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And I got my random Trivial Pursuit card. And I'm, 
I'm at a point where I'm kind of having trouble finding the right cards. Some of these questions are either too biased towards American culture, some of them are too easy, and some of them have pictures on it. It's really tough. Trivia、mm. Pursuit, get your, get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Get your buzzers ready. Blue Wedge for Geography. What country hosted and won the first World Cup in soccer? Ooh, that's a good one. I think this is, is it、uh, Uruguay? Correct.、Whoa. Wow. Pink Wedge for pop culture. What TV series featured an FBI agent named Dale Cooper who loved cherry pie? Is this Twin Peaks? Yes. Yes, finally. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Finally. Yellow Wedge. What mark did the Dow Jones surpass for the first time in March 1999? Uh, I believe it was 10,000. Correct. All right, Purple Wedge. Spalding Gray's one man play, Swimming to Cambodia, was inspired by his experiences filming what 1984 Oscar nominated drama? Oh. I have、um, no idea what any of those words mean together. I have a guess. Is it. The Killing Fields? Correct!、Excellent. Good job, wow. Brain! Wow. Good job. Green Wedge for Science. What、mm-hmm. constellation consists of Ursa Major's seven brightest stars? Oh,、mm-hmm. it, uh, I'm guessing.、Oh. Is it the Big Dipper? Correct! Oh, jeez.、Oh, oh, yeah. oh, man. I got stuck on, I got stuck on like, thinking signs of the Zodiac for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and last question, Orange Wedge. Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction, we remember that, <laughs>、yeah. during halftime of the 2004 Super Bowl was unforgettable. But、mm-hmm. what two teams were playing? Oh, man.、Uh, I believe one, one of them were the Patriots,、mm-hmm. I think. What was the other team? Jeez. The Carolina Panthers. Oh,、uh, okay.、Huh. Okay. Panthers,、right. Patriots. And, and the pasties? Pasties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's good, good Panthers, mnemonic. Panthers, Patriots, pasties. All quiz bonanza number four. Here we go. Who's up first, Chris? I will go first. I would like to say that I prepare these quiz segments in an attempt to make you all feel smart.、Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I think, I think Karen does it in the spirit of would... crushing us. <laughs> <laughs> I have named this quiz for you people. It is called Bookkeeper's Delight. Oh. oh. In the English language, there are only, there are very few words that have consecutive pairs of、oh, yes. double letters. <laughs> And so the answer to each of these、uh, questions is going to be a word that has in it pairs of double letters that actually occur consecutively. They are mashed up right against each other. Love it. So, therefore, if I were to say thieving animal, you would answer raccoon. raccoon. We'll, we'll start off easy and we'll get maybe a little bit more difficult. I don't know how difficult it's going to get, but okay, here we go. <clears throat> double reeded woodwind. Oh. Colin. Bassoon.、Ah! Yes. Energizing beverage. Oh. Colin. Coffee. Yes. Oh, nice. Worm skewer. Worm skewer. Hook. Worm skewer. Karen. Fish hook. Fish hook. Oh, oh good,、yes. good, good. Method of air travel.、Um, Karen.、Oh. Balloon. Yes.、Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Personal artwork. Colin. Tattoo. Yes.、Oh. Group of decision makers. 
Dana. Committee. Yes. Oh, nice. Saliva holder. Dana. A spittoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the implication that it's like holding it temporarily. Yeah. Just, just like, just what's in my mouth? Saving it yeah. for later. I just yeah, keep it my saliva there. Chewy candy. Uh, uh, oh. oh, no. I was going to say Laffy Taffy. No. No. Oh. Toffee. Toffee. Oh, yes. oh. Can be. Can also That's be good. brittle, That's but good. yes. That's good. Um, and finally, one who receives a gratuity. Colin. Tippy. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a crossword. <laughs> yeah, in where fact, you, have, yes. you have to read it with a question mark at the end. Right, right. Those are actually really good Those crossword clues. Yeah. Oh. And and it was you called it bookkeepers delight bookkeepers because bookkeepers delight, course, is, is the word that has three consecutive double yeah. letters. Indeed, it does. Yes. Encyclopedia Brown had that as the solution. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bookkeeper bookkeeping. Yes. I love encyclopedia. Some Brown. some hyphenate words that you'll find in the dictionary can also have three consecutive pairs of double letters, such as sweet toothed. Uh, if you if you count that as one word, because no, we're it's purists. A yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Very good. Nice. That was good. That was good. Been we've been talking before about you know like the sports questions and trivia, and it's always hard because like a lot of trivia nerds don't really like sports. I, I mean, I think just because it seems so esoteric. So I tried to put together a sports. You're our quiz, only sports person, which is sad. <laughs> I mean, I, I do feel like I have a pretty good wide range of sports knowledge, mm-hmm. but I find it funny that I'm the sports guy on our team. You right. are the right. no, you're yeah, good. You're, you're very good. good. So I've tried to put together a sports quiz for non-sports nuts. So you don't need to know who played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Hopefully a lot of these you can guess, or if not, they're just good trivia questions. Okay. All right, get your buzzer ready. Here we go. Which is larger, a regulation golf ball or a regulation ping pong ball? Oh, they are all the same size. Larger in terms of volume. Uh, diameter, sorry. Diameter. Yeah, diameter. diameter. Yeah, outer diameter. Chris. Regulation golf ball. Uh, you are correct. Okay. Regulation right. golf ball. They're very close, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ping pong ball is 40 millimeter diameter. And I did not know this. I learned this. A golf ball has a minimum diameter, but it can be larger. But the minimum right. yes. is 43 millimeter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very, yeah. Within 10%. Yes, yeah, they, they, have, they have big old close. golf balls that you can use if you want yeah, to. If you're like I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't go below. They're street yep. legal. Yeah. <laughs> street legal. <laughs> right. They have ground effects. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of golf, I'm sure you guys are at least heard of Tiger Woods. Heard of golf? Sure. You have at least heard of Tiger okay. Woods. All right. Uh, Never. No. What is Tiger Woods' real name? That's not his real name? That is not his real oh. name. He's had the nickname almost all his life, but it is not his mm. given name. Chris? Irvin Johnson. Yeah, it's not bad. It's Magic, Magic Johnson, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, it does start with an E. It's Eldrick. Oh, I was going to say Eldridge. I was Eldrick. Like, Eldrick. El- Taunt, T-O-N-T, Woods. Okay. And apparently his mother invented the name Eldrick. Invented. Oh, she invented She coined it. it. Well, it starts with an E and ends with a K. Huh. And his father's name starts with an E, Earl. And her name, Coltida, starts with a K. Got it. Okay. Eldrick Tiger Woods. This Academy Award-winning American actress discovered a love for archery in 1997 
and just two years later was a semifinalist for the 2000 Olympic archery team. Oh, I heard this. Dana. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Really? She yeah. is She is just a, a savant in something. She's in America. Mensa, too. Yeah, she is yeah. also in Mensa. Yeah. So she wow. picked up archery in 1997. Oh. She was 24th in qualifying. She did not make the team. She was a semifinalist. But, but still. Amazing yeah. to go in two years to be a world caliber archer. I wonder yeah. how you how she stumbled upon the sport. Uh, yeah, it yeah. It seems really random. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's listening and you know she can <laughs> you go gina yeah <laughs> all right so here a couple of qu- uh, olympics questions here so but okay. hopefully nothing nothing too crazy what is the longest single piece of equipment used in any current olympic event now let me just clarify by by equipment i mean something that is used by an athlete or a team so tennis racket would count but i'm not saying the net you know mm. or the dividers in the swimming oh, pool okay not so something that the rail they right use in right nothing snowboarding. that's part of the court or the okay. markings it is something that is used by oh. an athlete or a team to compete in his or their events the fancy magic ribbon the fan excellent guest excellent <laughs> guess not correct oh. that's it it is Chris, again. Is it the pole that the pole vault Also an excellent guess. I think that's and what most people would guess. That's, um, I eliminated that because that would be the easy answer. So I went to the fancy magic ribbon. It is actually uh, the boats used in rowing. Oh. The shells oh, okay. and the skulls, uh, as they're it. called, S-C-U-L-S. Huh. The eight-person skull can be 65 feet long. Wow. Um, but it is so funny you say the ribbon. I, when I was doing some research into this, I had no idea. So the average pole vault at the upper limit is about 17 feet. Mm-hmm. The ribbon on the floor gymnastics routine has a minimum length of 20 feet. So it can go Whoa. longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So good call on the second place there. But yeah, nice. it's the rowing boats. And even the shorter rowing Rowing boats are, are longer than the pole vault. I like how you call it the fancy magic ribbon. Like, that's <laughs> official title. I'm sure it has a scientific name. Yeah. <laughs> um, another Olympic one. Princess Anne of the UK competed in the 1976 Summer Olympics. Um, she was on the equestrian team. So she mm. was actually the only member of the British royal family ever to compete in the Olympics. She was afforded a privilege that no other competitor mm. received. What was her special treatment? Chris. Slave. <laughs> she she did not in fact receive a person. Oh! Yes. Oh. Karen. Did she bring her own horse? Uh, I believe they all wrote, ride their own horses. Okay. She okay. rode the queen's horse in fact. It's just a side little bit of trivia. But uh, no, that is not it. Uh they bowed down to her? Uh also a good guess, but no. This is this is a, a good one. Uh she was the only female competitor in the Olympics who did not have to submit to a g- oh, gender verification test. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. Out of out of respect for the crown and yes. the dignity for a princess. But, it would expose um, some royal secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they no longer, uh, openly anyway, do gender verification. They stopped it over a decade ago. But at the time, it was it was routine. You know, mm-hmm. essentially, they didn't well, want... What would you do? Go into a tent and just pull your pants down? Yeah, uh, yeah. more or oh. less. More or less. And if they needed a higher level verification, they could do chromosomal analysis but it was it was basically a way of making sure that men weren't pretending to be women and right. you know quote earning easier medals that way so yeah so she was the only female competitor that year who did not huh. have to take a sex test interesting so, so they don't openly do those tests anymore uh, but they still have to test it somehow do right tests, yeah i i don't believe no so the the ioc officially stopped it as a practice in 1999 mm. now I, I mean without getting too in depth there have been some cases of some of the country Committee's doing it, but they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's, it's very controversial. This sports game has been ranked the single best-selling video game of all time. 
with approximately 80 million units sold. Karen. Madden. That is the uh, best franchise, correct? Oh, overall, over all the years, single game, a single game edition. And I know, I know, Chris is itching to buzz in. Chris, uh, it was packed in with the best-selling Wii, and it was Wii Sports. It is Wii uh... Sports. Yes, yeah. All right, final question here, and this one was just uh, kind of for fun. Uh, so I just went and saw Brave uh, recently, and you know, they uh, in some of the scenes they have some of the Scottish Highland games going on in the background. Yes. So you guys are familiar with the caber toss? Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Okay. So they got the giant log and they're tossing it. Okay. Do you guys know what the point of the caber toss is? Do you know how you're scored? I had always assumed it was, well, whoever throws it the farthest or the highest. That, that's not the goal of the caber toss. Okay. So if you know this, I'll be very impressed. I used to play an old-timey video game called World Games. Uh-huh. And it was in one of, one of it was like a knockoff Olympics game, and they had caber tosses. Okay. It was really random. It was like kind of... <laughs> They're um, like, we have to fill up one more game here. What can we put in there? What was it? Chris... Are you trying to get it to stand on end? Uh, not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. What, what it is is you're trying to flip it over. Not make it roll. You're not trying to make it roll. You're trying to flip it over once and have it land pointing perfectly straight away from oh. you. So it, the, the goal is, like, yeah. if you're looking like like a clock face, if you're at the middle, you want yeah. that thing landing at 12, 12 o'clock with the top end pointing perfectly away from you. The end you. that was in your hand. That's oh. right. And then they're graded, basically, on angle. So, Whoa. like, a 90-degree angle will beat an 85-degree angle, regardless of distance, regardless so of it's, height. So thrown. it's actually a game of finesse. It is, huh. yeah. I mean, strength yeah. <laughs> to yeah. begin with. Well, but, yeah, yeah, also yeah. true. But yes. I had no idea there was so much nuance to it. So now when... And, you know, the caber tossing championships come on TV. I'm TiVoing that. Yeah, yeah, I will. Now it makes a lot of sense. The whole time I'm like, oh, they're going to get crushed. Yeah. Yeah, like they're giving themselves a hernia, like, you know, trying to throw this That's even harder because then you have to introduce another axis of movement to make it face you. And they have a bunch of, like, tiebreakers, like if no one flips it over and things like Mm. that. So that was it. So hopefully you guys learned some interesting stuff. Sports trivia for non-sports fans. Very good. Okay, time for my quiz. There is a theme, but I'm going to tell you guys the theme at the very end as a two-parter. Whoa, okay. These questions are, are kind of random, general interest, but they are themed. So number one, launched in 2006, this real estate database website was founded by former Microsoft and Expedia employees, often featuring value estimates of celebrity and famous houses such as the Brady Bunch residents. Oh, oh. Uh, it, it's like Zillow, Zello, something, right? Correct. It is Zillow. 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 Okay. Zillow. Huh. And you can look up like famous houses and how hmm. much they're worth. Number two. Uh, so this question is inspired by recent Hollywood tabloids. If stag is to deer and bull is to cattle, then what is to cat? Tom. Correct. Uh, Very good. Tom or Tomcat or Tommy Cat is the male uh, cat. Yes. Got it. Oh, I see. Uh, I also learned that the female cat is called a Molly or Queen. Huh. Tom and Molly. Hmm. And a group of cats is referred to as a clouder. Not <laughs> heard. A clouder <laughs> of cats. Huh. Number three. What famous musical show features British comedic actor John Cleese as the voice of God? 
Chris. Monty Python spam a lot. Correct. Uh, lovingly ripped off from the 1975 film Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yes. of course. Mm-hmm. Number four. What company boasts the claim America's fastest 4G network? Oh, that's uh, Verizon claims it, at least. Correct. Number five. So the world-famous Kilimanjaro, Africa's mm-hmm. highest mountain, is located in what country? Oh. Tanzania? Yes! Oh, nice. <laughs> wow! Wow, I'm impressed too. I can't believe I knew Good job, it. Colin Brain. <laughs> Number six. I'm going to do a little bit of dramatic reading. So this is a famous motto from a very famous and popular show. And you have to identify the show. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. <laughs> to protect the world from devastation, to unite all people within our nations, to denounce the evil of truth and love, to extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse, James, Team Rocket, blast in of at speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Meow. That's right. <laughs> Pokemon. Correct. <laughs> This theme had better be so unifying <laughs> and so perfect. Be worth Chris it. is so upset that he had to say, mm. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> it's very popular, very yeah, popular show. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. Okay, number seven. What unit of distance in astronomy was used incorrectly as a unit of time by a famous fictional pilot who was bragging about his ship? <laughs> That would be the Parsec. Correct. <laughs> Han Solo. Indeed. What was his claim? Did uh, the it can Kessel do run? the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, I believe, is the unit. Someone Sounds right to me. Wrong, yeah. Right? yeah, but the Parsec is distance. It's so funny. Like, just in the Star Wars fan universe, the, the gyrations that people have gone through to try and justify, oh, no, he wasn't wrong. He really meant... Yeah. There's some people like, oh, he actually made a mistake because he was bragging. Yeah, well, we'll let the fans battle that one out. All right, last question. Fighting game character Zangief was initially called Vodka Gabalski during the concept phase. What company does Zangief belong to? We're all looking at Chris. What company? Yeah, company. Okay, what game does Zangief belong to? Oh. oh. He was, of course, a character in Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Yes, and what company makes Street oh, Fighter? Oh, oh, okay, Capcom. Correct. Okay. It is right. Capcom. Mm. And the funny thing about this tidbit is I found this and I was trying to double check yes. and fact check this. And it linked me. I was digging around the internet. It linked me to an article that you wrote, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I use you as a source. We're, we're not Vodka above citing ourselves. <laughs> and actually, a uh, funny If th- anything, I would say you would have to double check. Because it's you. Funny thing about the name Zangief, it's actually not possible to have the name Zangief in the Russian language. Well, it's, I mean, I believe it's supposed Zangief. to be pronounced like Zang, Zangief. Yeah. yeah. It's the F sound. It's not F. It's so wait, v. you're telling me that game was not an accurate depiction of street fighting around the world? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to believe in anymore. The theme. One unifying theme to all of these answers. And they seem random, right? Mm-hmm. They're all portmanteau words. That's what I thought it was going to be. Uh, you should have asked. I would have gotten one of your oh. stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> You blew the one I was going to get. So Zillow is a portmanteau of zillions 
and pillows. Oh. House. Like zillions of dollar or zillions okay. of data in mm-hmm. pillows because they're houses. Uh, Tomcat, of course, very famous portmanteau of... Uh, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Yep. I see. I see. And Spam-a-Lot. Yes. Spam and Camelot. Indeed. Verizon is a portmanteau of Veritas, which is the Latin word for truth, and Horizon. Right. Tanzania is actually very interesting, and I'm not sure if I can pronounce this correctly. So it was, I, I know one of the countries, right? It was essentially formed of Tanganyika was one of the countries, and I forget the other country. Zanzibar. Oh, Zan- okay. African okay. Republic, yep. Ah. Of course, Pokemon is Pocket Monsters. And Parsec is Parallax of One Second. Oh, and to I don't be, think I knew that. to be really technical, one, one actual Parsec is 3.26 light years, hmm. which is about uh, 30.9 trillion kilometers, or if you're American and use our stupid system, <laughs> it is 19.2 trillion miles. Do you know what Capcom stands for? Um, it stands for, it stands for Capsule Computing. Or yes. capsule computer. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Coined by the company to describe arcade machines. Huh. And not ah, to be confused. It is a capsule Not computer. to be confused mm. with personal computers. Very good. Very good. Everybody shush. William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Are you earning and investing in the stock market? In real estate? How about in relationships? Are you earning and investing in your life? I'm Doc G, semi-retired hospice physician and host of the Earn and Invest podcast, where we have the 201 or next-level conversations about money and life. Not only how you make money and grow it, but also how you use your wealth to create a better and more fulfilling existence. Join us every Monday and Thursday wherever you listen to fine podcasts. Okay, so I call this quiz Shake Your Groove Thing. I'm looking for the names of dance moves. Got it. So I'll give you a little bit. I think you, I think you guys are going to be able to do it. As this long is... as we don't have to actually perform the move. Well, <laughs> too bad it's not a video podcast. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. too bad. <laughs> so this dance rose to popularity in the U.S. in the 1920s. It was also featured as the dance competition in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Is it uh, Lindy Hop? No. Mm. Charleston. Yes, it's the Charleston. Okay, so as a bonus question for this, young women would dance the Charlestons at speakeasies during the Prohibition. What's the term for a young Western woman in the 20s who wore short skirts, bobbed their hair, and listened to jazz? (laughs) 
Chris's went on the longest. So <laughs> uh, a flapper? Yes. Okay. Okay, so this dance evolved in Harlem in the 1920s and 30s. It existed before under a slightly different name, but it was renamed to what we know now after Charles Lindbergh's famous cross-Atlantic flight. Is it the Lindy Hop? Yes. <laughs> okay, and it's Twin Peaks. <laughs> and as a bonus question, Lindbergh left from Roosevelt Field in Long Island, New York, and flew to what European city? Oh. Uh, was it Paris? Yes. So what was the Lindy Hop called before? Do you know? It was called the Hop. Oh, okay. Yeah. They named it after Lindbergh's Hop Across the Atlantic. Nah. So it was all jazzy. Uh, so patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> it was the spirit of the time. It was pretty exciting for everybody. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this dance emerged in the early 90s. It was named for a cartoon character from a movie. Uh-huh. What? The Roger Rabbit? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Bonus question. Who voiced Roger Rabbit in the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, it was Charles Fleischer. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who's yeah. that? He was a... He's the voice of Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> he was a stand-up comedian uh, and also did a lot of voiceover work. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. still does, I believe. This dance originated in the mid-80s. It was performed by Janet Jackson in her Rhythm Nation video. It was mm-hmm. also performed by MC Hammer, Millie Vanilli, and Vanilla Ice. The Running Man? Yes. Oh! At this point, I'm basically just going down the list of 90s dances that I know. (laughs) In this line dance, you can tell your ma I moved to Arkansas, or you can tell your dog to bite my leg. That is, in fact, the achy breaky. Yes. (laughs) That's also a line dance? Well, I mean, they have a line dance for the song. Uh Yes. Okay, so here's another line dance. This is a four-wall line dance. It was originally choreographed in 1976 by Rick Silver, and it was a funk hip-hop group dance, but now there's variations of it, including the cowboy boogie and the cowboy motion. I'm going to say the electric slide. Yes. Sliding! Yeah. Guys, no. Because we've been to weddings? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's a wedding dance. Oh, Another okay. wedding All dance. Right. Yes. Okay. Perfect. You see how I was thinking? I was just like yeah. riffing. Yeah, yeah. You're you a free associate. Yes. <laughs> so this dance is strongly as- associated with the Swiss Oompa song and is a perennial favorite at weddings. It has four basic steps that are performed repeatedly as the song speeds up until it suddenly stops. Chris can get it. Oh, it's the... <laughs> dance. Yes, the, the chicken dance. Yes. Okay, there you go. That song. Okay. This dance is from Para Brazil. Its name actually means strong slap or hit in Portuguese. Whoa. Yeah. And it's also been called the forbidden dance. Oh. La bamba. No. No. Lambada. The lambada. Lambada. So this form of dancing is pretty new, well, newish, and it originated in Oakland, California. And it's an improvisational form of dance that includes elements of popping, locking, and miming. Its name is an acronym for taking up room on the floor. And if you haven't seen the YouTube videos of it, you need to YouTube it. It's pretty awesome. I don't know. Is it hyphy? Uh, okay, it's I'll say it again. acronym of taking the- up room on the floor. Yeah. Trough. Trough. <laughs> taking up trough. Turfing. Turf. Yes. Oh, oh I've heard that. I didn't know that's where it came from. Huh. Yeah. Huh. It is very interesting. It's yeah. kind of smooth and, oh. I'm, Never heard of it. I'm from Oakland. I saw the YouTube video of it. I was like, I think that's in Oakland. I know that street. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. It. It's that's... really hypnotic. And so there you go. Very good. Oh. Nice. 
So as we discussed in the bathroom episode recently, I spent some time in Japan. What I am going to do is, we've had puzzles loosely based around this theme before, but I'm going to tell you uh, the exact meaning of the characters in in Japanese that make up the word that's passed into English, Ah. um, and you're going to tell me the word. Oh, Um, Like literal translation. Exactly. So if I were to, I'm to get this one out of the way, because we all know this, if I were to say empty orchestra, you would say karaoke. Okay, exactly. All of these words are in the official Scrabble dictionary. Okay. okay. These words are playable in an English language game of Scrabble. Okay. I like okay. that. I like that. Okay. Qualification. <clears throat> Here we go. Start you off easy. Folded paper. Uh, Colin. Uh, origami. I think, I think Karen did buzz in first. Karen, what's the answer? <laughs> origami. There you go. Firebowl. Dana. Oh, um, hibachi? Hibachi. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Strength vehicle. Originally, the word was actually shortened from human strength vehicle. Human. Uh, as in a vehicle powered by the strength of a human being. Oh. Rickshaw? Yes. What? Rickshaw wow. I thought is that from was Japan- Chinese. Oh. It's uh this this word was introduced from Japanese huh. to, to the How, how do you pronounce it in Japanese? Biki is strength and sha is vehicle. Oh, oh human strength. Oh, that's yep. great. Mm-hmm. Ah, human powered, right, right. Art person. Person involved in the arts. Sensei. No. Oh, so I was thinking that too, but yeah. Sensei actually comes from, and, and that is in fact an English word that I didn't want to use in this. Uh, it's a little bit tough because sen means like before and sei means life. So it's like the person, you know, who came before you in life, that sort of thing. Geisha. Karen. Geisha. Oh. Yes. Means literally a person of the arts. Okay. Very, Wait, is it very woman? beautiful. Does it have to be a woman of the arts or it could be a man? I don't think there are any male geisha. Right, yeah, but right. the word has no female connotations. Okay. Yeah, but that was okay. part of being a geisha or a courtesan was being well-rounded and knowing about oh, absolutely. arts. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, that was, that was the yeah. whole that was thing. It. Yeah. Were, yeah, exactly. Super I mean, culture. You know, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Geisha were not necessarily prostitutes. Right, I mean, right. they were hired entertainment because oh. they were good at the shamisen and mm-hmm. they were, you know, they were they were skilled at conversation mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Worldly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Divine wind. Oh, uh, uh, that's uh, 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 tsunami. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, a typhoon, typhoon. No, oh, also, what is it? Dang no, it, dang it. Divine wind. Divine wind. Oh, <laughs> we've talked about this. We've had this. Before. This one is this one is pretty common. The the word for wind in Japanese is kaze. Kamikaze. Oh, kamikaze. Yes, kamikaze. kamikaze. That's right. Wind. That's right. We that talked so about it. God, God wind. Team leader. Oh, is it Hancho? It is. Nice. It is. Hancho uh, is Japanese Hancho. for the team leader. A thing to wear. Dana. Kimono? Yes. Uh, kimono just means a thing that you wear. Uh, which makes sense because that was just what everybody wore. Uh, uh, finger pressure. Shiatsu? Yes. Oh, shiatsu. Good one. Good one. Great lord. Could mean great lord, great prince, great person. Typically used uh, these days to describe a business person. Or a magnate. Is it tycoon? It is. Oh, tycoon nice. comes from Japanese. Get out of town. Terrence Mines. Um, okay, how about this one? A little bit. Squish. 
she has it. Yes. <laughs> I want to iota, but I think that's Greek. Colin, itty bitty. No, no. Bonsai. No, uh, that actually, I believe that means tray gardening or something oh, to that okay. effect. Yeah, <laughs> guys, the answer is which you whispered to yourselves is skosh. Oh, what? comes from the Japanese word skoshi, which oh, means a little yeah. bit. Oh, people people it brought it back from World War II because that was one of the words. Oh, right, like just a skosh. Yeah, just just skosh. Uh, also, which of course, which became later scooch. Like so, when you're saying, "Hey, can you scooch over a little bit?" You are speaking Japanese. I think I. And you're also being redundant, but yeah. I think I was always like Yiddish or Hebrew in origin, a little skosh. Yeah, skosh in Japanese. Come from skosh. Yeah, in the dictionary. That is really good. I love the loan words. I love the hidden loan words. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, Hancho, tycoon, typhoon, skosh. You don't know that those actually came from Japanese to the extent that you realize, like kabuki. You know, right, or right, right. And I bet a lot of them came over after the 40s. Too, after, after the World occupation in, yeah, in Japan, right, where you had yeah. American soldiers there yeah. for years upon years, just picking up little words that they would use, you know, when they were, yeah. like, drinking with that girls. That's fascinating. That's really good. I'm trying so hard not to say, oh. That's nuts, 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 Right. All right, well, we had a little uh, dancing earlier, so uh, I'll try and tie it back up here with a little music. Oh. With the return Yay. of a popular skit called Crazy Robot Computer Sadie. If you didn't hear the first time we did this in the last All Quiz episode, I have set up a uh, my computer to read opening lines of famous songs in a very automated computer voice. And your job is... In an old school Old school, automated yeah. I, I specifically voice. found a low quality, sort of feels like a 90s era computer voice, like mm-hmm. what you would imagine in the movies from that era. Um, so uh, it's going to speak the first line. You guys tell me the song and artist if you can. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll start here with a somewhat easy one just to get you guys a sense of how we're doing this here. An old man turned 98. He won the lottery and died the next day. It's a black fly in your Chardonnay. It's a death row part in two minutes too late. <laughs> uh, Chris. Well, that's Alanis Morissette's ironic. That is yeah. Alanis Morissette's ironic. <laughs> too late. <laughs> too late in Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next one. Going back a few years for this one. Finish with my woman because she couldn't help me with my mind. People think I'm insane because I am frowning all the time. <laughs> Chris. Is that, it's Black Sabbath, but yes. it's paranoid? paranoid? It is paranoid, it is. All right, next one here. A lonely mother gazing out of her window, staring Aww. at the sun that she just can't touch. If at any time he's in a jam, she'll be by his side, but he doesn't realize he hurts her so much. <laughs> uh, don't, don't uh, waterfalls. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That was for both uh, Karen and Dana. I wanted to give you Thank guys. You. Uh, yes. Thank you. I thought you were gonna. I thought it was gonna be for Chris. It was gonna be Fleetwood Mac. Oh, <laughs> instrumental. It is so funny how stripping away all anything that could possibly be construed as musical from some of these songs makes them it unrecognizable. Does, even ones that we've heard a million times. I mean, for me now, I'm just hoping that it rhymes. Right. And then try to find the rhyming pairs. Oh, That's yeah. why I have to rule some of these out. Yeah. Hmm. All right, here we go. Here's a here's a, a a classic. Okay. I've been really trying, baby, trying to hold back these feelings for so long. And if you feel like I feel, baby, come on, oh come on. Baby, <laughs> 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 I couldn't tell who got that one first. Let's get it on. Yes, <laughs> let's get baby. it on. Hey, Marvin. Yeah, and, and who's Marvin the uh, Marvin Gaye? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. Right. come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's one of those like you hear like the first note of that song instantly but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay here we go uh, another classic different genre I'll give you a little bit of a clue there I hear this rain coming it's rolling around the bend and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when Chris. That is Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. It is Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. Thank you. Which actually is kind of, it's very close to how he sings it in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of his He's flat his flat delivery. Robot really pulls it out sometimes. <laughs> last one here, last one. And I, I think any of the three of you guys can get this one. I've had a little bit too much. All of the people start to rush. A dizzy twister dance. Can't find my drink or man. Where are my keys? <laughs> I lost my phone. <laughs> just dance. It is just Lady dance. Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Just dance. <laughs> Can't find my drink or man. <laughs> Can you play that again for yeah, us? Yeah, there That's we go. Funny. One more time. That one is too good not to hear again. Yeah. I've had a little bit too much. All of the people start to rush. A dizzy twister dance. Can't find my drink or man. Where are my keys? I lost my phone. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> That's the most. He said it in such a sad witness statement. Yes, then officer, I lost my phone. <laughs> Where are my keys? I lost my phone. <laughs> All right. Well, well done, guys. Well done. Another good round Yay. of computer Thanks, voice. Robot. Yeah. Thanks, robot. We should name him. He should, <laughs> yeah, he should he be Brian. Uh, listeners, listeners, feel free to write into gjb.podcast.gmail.com <laughs> with your suggestions for what we should name. Well, if, uh, if this were like a, song a, robot. A, an 80s cartoon, it would be Brian, like B.R.I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. So, uh, yes, please. Um, what does Brian say? Good job, Brian. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a backronym. Right, right. Yeah, yeah please, please backronym Brian or, or possibly Brain the Robot if, if, if it works. Yeah. Uh, we will give special consideration to anything that's a good backronym of Brian or Brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And that is our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you had fun. We got Robot back. <laughs> we got some dancing. You can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye. the corporate world is like the ocean it's alluring but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces it becomes kind of like a game of thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job my family doesn't come from corporate background so i didn't have any sort of guidance in that this is not your typical work podcast sometimes you need to be empathetic and then there are times that you ask for input but you don't really give a shit <laughs> listen to the ambi award nominated podcast surfing corporate <laughs> stretch opportunity what is this yoga class get out of here <laughs>